This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, scoop. Jared Petty, scoop. Sam Claiborne. Scoop, scoop, scoop. We've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about the PlayStation Neo. We're going to talk about Batman. Do you know who Batman is? Yes. A superhero. They call yeah. him the Caped Crusader Ooh, sometimes. Very, very familiar. The Dark Knight. But first, uh, so I know Man Bat. <laughs> also a popular character. Yeah. yeah, that's a real Batman character. Yeah, I know. he's in. Totally. Uh, it's just a big mean bat. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really the opposite of. <laughs> it's kind of in, it's in uh, the end of uh, the first level of Castlevania. If you mm. man bat, that, that was yeah. man bat. Yeah. First, some housekeeping notes. Pax East is this weekend. Bunch of uh, IGN events happening on Thursday night is the Pax East kickoff party. It's at a club called Royal. It takes uh, kicks off at eight p.m. There's a sign up. There's a link to sign up. The link is too hard for me to remember right now. But uh, go to my Twitter feed. You can find all the information there. Thanks. The uh, IGN panel is seven p.m. on Saturday in the Dragonfly Theater, and then that's immediately followed by the IGN meet and greet, also at Royal again, and that kicks off again. In Are time. you guys going to play twenty questions? We might play a Who Am I? Who Am I? Ooh, that's the good audience. Truthfully, though, uh, since I won't be there, you can really just not even, you well. don't even need to show up. Or maybe he'll be making a surprise appearance. Oh. I don't know. Oh. You'll have to come and find out. It'd be amazing. I'm, uh, I'm disturbed by the absence of the comforting presence of your printed notes. Well, this week. you know, J- Justin really wanted to get fried chicken strips for lunch. Yeah. And it just took a little while. You get those notes all greasy? Yeah. Uh, I didn't have enough time to print off my notes. Today, oh, so we did. I let's, wanted, let's, I wa- let's be serious here. You guys didn't get chicken strips. You got little kids' chicken fingers. I That's true. We did What's have the difference? 
We did have well, ones little for, kids for lunch little today. kids. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to be good and sleepy for the show, so I got a big old pile of just <laughs> chicken strips and French fries. Was from Happy Donut? Happy yeah, they're from yeah. Happy Donut. From Happy Donut. Uh, I also want to uh, give everyone a heads up that if you watch this show on YouTube, the show is moving to its own dedicated GameScoop channel. This is, is serious, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Pay attention, class. YouTube.com/slash/GameScoop <laughs> is the new home of GameScoop on YouTube. Phew, we got yeah. it. Yeah, that yeah. one's easy. That's <laughs> much shorter than the URLs from last week. YouTube.com slash GameScoop. The only thing you're going to find on this channel is GameScoop. So it'll be the very, very easy way for you to keep up with... Uh, Sometimes GameScoop plays old games and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we'll do like yeah. all the GameScoop content, which is like the show, uh, clip outs, video game 20 questions, and any like yeah. Let's Play. And really, does anybody do. need any more than GameScoop? Any, nothing more than GameScoop. I, yeah. I think everyone should, when you subscribe to GameScoop, unsubscribe from every other YouTube channel sure. that you subscribe to. Yeah. So I think we're going <laughs> to And podcast. You, yeah. you get, you're allowed to have GameScoop and This American Life. And that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Which I think I've really been is. listening to Hello from the Magic Tavern, and I, I think you can oh. keep that one, too. I highly recommend that What's one. that good. one about? Oh, it's so good. It's about uh, this guy who falls through a portal in a Burger King and lands in a magical land. And then uh, him, uh, who's a human from Earth, uh, interviews people from the, uh, the land of Foon, uh, including so, a talking badger named Chunt, and the, uh, who's a regular, and then a, a wizard named Usador who has a much longer name. It's awesome. So a fictional podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, uh, we don't really know. Well. So This American Life, uh, Magic Tavern, and how about Good Job Brain? That's a really good one, too. Yeah. Good Job Brain. Uh, good Job Brain. brain. Yeah, brain. That's a, good Job yeah, Brain. Yeah, it's a quiz and trivia. It's like a rain-based uh, podcast called Good Job Brain. Good Job Brain? Ooh, yeah. we could cut into that market. Yeah. We could, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Good Job Brain's really cool. <coughs> that's, that's probably my favorite podcast. All right, that's enough funny business. <laughs> the precipitation. Uh, PlayStation Neo. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. PlayStation 4.5. A.K.A. A- PlayStation, PlayStation 4K. 4K. AKA PlayStation Money Grab. Uh, yeah, Giant Bomb had the scoop today. Uh, that Apparently that's the internal uh, name for the next PlayStation, the upgraded PlayStation 4, PlayStation mm-hmm. Neo. Rumors have been swirling. Higher clock speed, improved GPU, higher memory bandwidth. The console will also support 4K image output. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting in October, apparently games released for the PlayStation 4 must ship with a base mode for the current model and a Neo mode. Very close to a Neo Geo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a base game, but it's wearing sunglasses for the and a upgraded black model. Right, That's it's more like yeah. the uh, Turbo Duo. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Uh, games that were released <laughs> prior to this coming October can opt to take advantage of uh, the new hardware with an upgrade, with a with an update, with like a patch. Yeah, yeah it's great. Okay. So you'll probably see like you know Witcher or other games like that patch in. Yep. Now there are apparently not going to be any Neo only games for now. Neo only, mm-hmm. Neo only games. Coined it. Nor right there, coined it. Will owners of the Neo console be offered any exclusive unlockables or any special gameplay features, just like the higher the upgraded visuals and the extra memory? So that's even a little bit different than like the N64 expansion pack, where like certain mm-hmm. multiplayer modes were only available in mm-hmm. Perfect Dark if you had the expansion pack. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so go the rumors. Again, all this still of course, very it's all early. Rumor. Also, uh, similar rumors about an Xbox uh, One add-on. Yeah, system I mean, chain Phil Spencer system. has been Not an pretty forthcoming with saying, yeah, they are like thinking about ways to upgrade the current hardware. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, course, I like the differences in their two approaches where Sony's very cagey and secret and things are leaking out and the Xbox boss is like, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll <Yeah>. see. <laughs> Might Probably. show who's yeah. further along. Yeah. Do you guys notice uh, if this, this, this code name is PlayStation Neo and the code name for PlayStation VR was the Morpheus. Mm. Ooh. 
Oh man, That's so really if we add one there. more, we'll have a PlayStation Trinity. Yep. Mm. Oh Ooh. snap. Mm-hmm. Also, a uh, Neo means new. Mark Cerny is the PlayStation architect. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, he's gonna just have his finger. Anagram for one, which would make this the PlayStation one. No, that doesn't work. Never mm. mind. Hmm. Confused now. We're still talking about the Matrix, right? Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> What's the architect? He's the Matrix Col- Reloaded. The Colonel Sanders. It's like it's the point. When the entire Matrix trilogy fell apart. Yeah. And you okay. realize that, it, oh, this he, is going to suck. He goes into <laughs> space yep. and finds Colonel Sanders. And Colonel Sanders says concordantly and ergo a lot. Mm. Yeah. Ergo. Yeah. Anomaly. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a bad movie. He talks for five minutes and you're like, what the, What did he just say? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, how does this new, how does, how does the PlayStation Neo strike you? Uh, like a wet fish to the face. Uh, Jared really Jared's doesn't like really it. Down yeah, I really one. don't like this at all. Um, Anti. I am anti-Neo. Again, I, I, as consumer service, I know a lot of people, there are positive things to glean from this, but I think that this is probably going to keep the price of consoles higher than it would be otherwise. I'm used to consoles dropping in price as a generation goes on. Frankly, I buy my hardware a lot of times later on in a console cycle, so I can get it for less money. I feel that it's very possible that this will stifle uh, development innovation. Uh, a lot of the best software ever made was made around the restrictions of hardware. Uh, now hardware can continue to just grow and grow at a very quick rate, and I think that may stymie some of those innovations. You remember games like uh, The Last of Us or Grand Theft Auto V, last-gen version. You're just like, how is this even possible on my 360 or my PS3? But people found ways to do it. There's not going to be Thank nearly Thank you for as not much... using Atari examples. Right, there are really Atari examples, it. but I wanted to avoid that. <laughs> I think that, that this may stymie that. I think this is very good for the people who are selling us things. I don't think this is particularly good for the consumer, especially the 40 million people that went out and bought PlayStation 4s already. Are they go- not going to have PlayStation 4s anymore? Of course not. They still have the hardware, but they are going to be sitting in their living room knowing that there's something better out there and they spent a lot of money That's for something That's what I else. told you that I was feeling about yes. it. You're channeling, the, uh, channeling my emotions. Yeah, I am channeling your emotions. Counterpoint, you can play GTA V and The Last of Us on your PS4 and you get prettier graphics, uh, you know, slightly sharper images, um, and uh, it's still the same great game that it was. So yeah. the additional hardware there allowed them to put just an extra layer of shine yeah. on it, mm-hmm. and then you still get the same incredible game experience. I love that. For $500 plus. So, but I'm just saying, like, using those two games as examples of, like, last-gen innovation, these incredible last-gen experiences, then you could also play them on more powerful hardware and get, you know, a 1.2 or 1.5 version of that same experience. And I don't, no one complained about that. Are I think this sure? is all just secretly a, a, a yeah. VR necess- necessitation. Hmm. I think that the PlayStation VR requires more processing, and it has an ex- probably will have, you know, processing in an external box. And like, right? We should say that that's <clears throat> the room that could be the missing the piece of this horse. puzzle. Mm-hmm. Is that the PlayStation VR is going to ship with you know some hardware either in the device or in you know another little box mm-hmm. that if you own an original PS4 and get the PSVR, you're getting you're getting that hard, you know you're getting that bump. You have a, you have a PlayStation Neo in your. That's the rumor. Like this yeah. is all rumor. Like well, this could the whole thing yeah, could be false, could, but but totally that, all be false. That's a part of this that does potentially make sense. Yeah. You get a Neo, you're mm-hmm. VR ready, or uh, if you buy the PSVR, then maybe you're getting that additional horsepower yeah. anyway on your old PS4. Hmm. So that could work. But even if that's not true, Sam's point that they just, they just have to do it to get you know to power VR. That's like, a very good point. Yeah. yeah, and and it's you know in that sense it's. They, they kind of had to make a new 3DS to add a thumbstick and some other things for companies that are just like, we can't port our games to this. Well, but here's what's dangerous about that, is because now what about the 40 million people that do own a PS4, then they can't play VR? Y- yes. Well, Possibly. we know that's not, that's not true for VR, right. because they have the, the attachment. 
Yeah, now if there is some kind of attachment and it's affordable, that's a very different story. We were, Sam and I were talking before the show about the N64 RAM expansion. It was a very simple device. It plugged in, played, went, off things ran. But the, the real key to that was it was like 50 bucks. Uh, it was cheap and you, anybody could buy it for it the came, less than the price came of packed a game. In for the with the classic game Donkey Kong 64. Yeah, yeah. and you, that's you how pl- I got mine. Plug this thing in and off it goes and it I just works and you're able to keep contemporary for very low investment. People that already have units, unless there's some kind of a miraculous $70 external expansion and I can't fathom how they could do that with the buses that exist on the external ports on, yeah. on the PS4. Uh, unless that exists, then this becomes a much more frustrating value proposition. You know what they did on the NES to get uh, better better stuff out of their hardware? That's crazy. They put it in the cartridge. Yeah, yeah. they did. And the SNES. So, so your Super Mario Brothers 3 has a, uh, well, and the SNES, yeah, for later, yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah, there's new chips just put on each cartridge. It was that cheap to do that, although the cartridges were kind of expensive. And Pitfall 2 on the Atari 2600. It's crazy that the N64 expansion pack, like when that when we were, when I was living that in the late 90s, I'm like, dude, Majora's Mask looks so much better than mm-hmm. Ocarina. I can't believe it. But now when I see those games, I can't tell any <laughs> difference between them. Like the 20 years that have passed since then, which it's ridiculous that it's been almost that long, 15 at least, um, is uh, they've just they just look identical now. Well, I think if you played them on a CRT, you might see more of a difference because yeah. that's what was designed to manage. We also like themselves. I just my memories are all like games are always different in my head than they were in reality. So that's, that's a good point too. Yeah. Uh, look at the. Uh, this is from the IGN comments. Someone points out that the whole point of buying a console is that you spend four hundred dollars and you keep it for seven years. It's good yeah. for seven years. Uh, they say point. if I'm spending four hundred dollars every three years, I'm just building a gaming rig. <laughs> well, but why that's, is? That's I true. guess my question is, and I'm not. I'm not. I guess I'm kind of sounding like the defender on this panel, although I'm kind of indifferent to PlayStation New. I don't know. I haven't made up my mind yet. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, my response to Jared is, it's not like the PS4 you have is a hunk of junk. Like, there's already a gaming device more powerful than the PS4. It's a PC. And that doesn't make people feel too bad about their PS4, does it? But what about the power of neurotic obsession, Justin? Like, sitting there knowing that I'm playing this and it's okay. But that FPS out there somewhere else is better and faster. And I want it. And I need... Counterpoint, just don't be that way. Oh, but but (laughs) brain surgery is really expensive. I don't think brain surgery can fix that. Oh, okay. I mean, I just... Like... Sure, I completely understand the concern that yeah. you're going to be playing uh, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 and uh, on your machine it's not going to look as good as your friend up the street or in the videos that you see on IGN or that they show off at their press conference. Like, I, like I totally get it. But I also, like, I don't know, man, like, I played Witcher on the Xbox One, which didn't look as good as the PS4, but that game was still, like, a 10 out of 10. It was still an incredible video game. Like, I, I'm not especially worried about it. Like, I think with 40 million yeah. PS4s out there, everyone is going to be motivated to continue making those games be, you know, incredible, excellent, compelling, gorgeous experiences. I do want to address your point you made earlier. We ended up kind of going off of the thing. But you talked about uh, remasters going between generations, and you used the example of GTA V. I am a big fan of remasters. Uh, I just think that separating things out every six years as opposed to every three might be better for the consumer. Also, remasters like the GTA V uh, include significant gameplay upgrades. I mean, that added the first person mode, that added all kinds of new things that made it a better game. And when we, I, I worry that we're sitting here looking at, uh, I just don't want to know I'm playing the crappy version. But it's not going to be the crappy version. Like, the version that you're playing right now isn't the crappy version, and that's the same version you're going to be playing this fall. Not if there's an uncrappier version. But like Un-crappier something else version. existing somewhere else doesn't take away from what's in front of you. <clears throat> I don't think you understand neurotic obsession. <laughs> you I, just don't understand. I, mean, I, I, I don't know. Obsession. Like, 
Um, it is true that maybe I'm not the best person. Like, I don't worry too much about 1080p versus, you know, 720. Um, I played, like, I interchanged freely. Like, I played Batman on the PS4, but Tomb Raider on the Xbox One. It's just, it's not a concern for me personally. So maybe, maybe I'm just not the what, kind of person. What's weird is that this fall we will probably have a chance to completely replace our Wii U's with a brand new console. Like, is that better or worse? Mm. You know? I'm spending more for probably new features and a different system, but also yeah. a system that like just like didn't really take off and doesn't have it has a good library, but not like you know seven years of a good library. And why do we feel different about that? I feel do different, feel about, different that about that because that? there weren't enough games. I mean, I would be happy to buy games for my Wii U for years to come if there were any to buy. Mm. Uh, I, I'm interested in the next Wii because this thing just fell flat on its face. And by the time they started making games, it really took advantage of that screen. It was too late to write the sinking ship. Uh, so that, that, and that, that is Nintendo's bad. I mean, I, I shouldn't give them a free pass for that. But that's why I think differently about it is because I have hope that there will actually be software to play on the next one. I mean, these console generations are, uh, Jared, you said something earlier that I did 100% agree with, which is that it's going to be very good for the console manufacturers, presumably. Like, you know, we'll see how it all shakes out. But every single time you have a new console generation, like, that's an opportunity for people to jump ship and change allegiances. Like, that is terrifying, and that's, like, a terrible business to be in. Seven years, you have to re-up people's loyalty over and over and over again until the end of time. You can't lock them in, like... I use Gillette shaving cream. That's what I'm probably going to use till the day I die. But like PlayStation and Xbox don't work that way. People flip flop back and forth, mm -hmm. and that's terrifying and bad business for them. Um, so to sort of make to smooth out the, that transition and try to lock people into a specific ecosystem is to me that's probably has more to do with this than the actual decision to you know unlock more power for game makers. No, I think I think that's a astute observation. Thank you. Well. We'll presumably be getting official word on PlayStation Neo uh, leading up to E3, which two months from now will be oh over. God. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's that is terrifying. E3 I'm will really be excited. over two months from now. Yeah, and I'm cool. excited, but we just have a lot of work to do between yeah. now and then. So. I, I love E3 at IGN. It's just, just the best. Yeah, I've always, I've always loved E3. Uh, now, Jared, you were and Justin, you're both talking about remasters. Mm -hmm. Speaking of remasters, are you guys ready to return to Arkham Asylum and Arkham City? The good Batman yeah. games. Yeah, I'm, the I'm good ready. Batman, especially Asylum. Yeah, absolutely, I'm very excited. Asylum's about the one I'm super stoked because uh, I only play, I just played it once when it first came out, and I haven't mm -hmm. played it since then. Yeah. So it's a really good excuse to play it again. I left my still my favorite game of the series because of the diehard formula. Mm -hmm. The diehard formula. Good point. Uh, it's also very Metroid Prime, and that's what yeah. I really like it. Yeah, self-contained. I liked yeah. Arkham Asylum as a setting, and they didn't have to explain why there's nobody there. I yeah. still like, it's winter. I, everybody's in their homes. Exactly, and I felt more like a ninja in that one than in any of them. I mean, they did, they did good jobs with all those games. Uh, it did stealth generally, better. but what's that? Stealth was better. Yeah, the stealth mm -hmm. felt better. It was just a little more ninja. That they they were able to tighten the level designs, and it's a, and also I wonder if. If those surprises are going to work again, you think about things like the Scarecrow battle, you know, for example. Scarecrow battle and, yeah, the Killer Croc sequence is really cool. Yeah, now that you know it's coming, mm -hmm. will they throw twists in to, to fool you, or are they just going to assume you didn't play this the first time around? I'm curious how that's going to work yeah. out. Yeah, probably not. Like a Psychomantis type thing with yeah. the... I don't think they've finished... Earth, finish, they haven't Earth. finished the DLC plan for, uh, for uh, what's the third one called? I want Arkham Knight. Knight. Yeah. I think they still are delivering DLC for that. Yeah. Right? Is it, I mean, it's, it's been like a year. Know. 
it's a little it's a little bit of a bummer that that series was so beloved and now it's a, it's been knocked down a, a peg or two uh, because well, of the shaky launch of Arkham Knight. Yeah, and also Origins didn't help. I mean, we we kind of wrote them a pass two for shaky games. Yeah, they well, wrote to be fair, them. Origins wasn't Rocksteady. It's but a different it still studio. Tarnished the. Yeah, that's the problem. I, I think like, super fans still liked that game. Origins, really? Yeah. Oof. Uh, yeah. If the Greg Millers of the world still like that, game. it had its moments. That that electrocutioner gag is is really great. That was great. One of my favorite <laughs> moments of that year was was in a game was that. But but yeah, Origins. I, I think you you release two shaky games in a row that gives people a pause. It's so crazy. It's it, Arcanite's on my mind because I actually went back to it fairly recently. You know, I got whatever a third of the way through it and kind of stopped playing. Got pulled on to Witcher um, and other other things. But uh, that game is. Gorgeous and polished and uh, fun and interesting, but it was just—it's like people didn't like that Batmobile, and it was and and everything else was very similar to what came before. The one big new thing that they added mm-hmm. just didn't really what work that well. But that's still like such an incredible AAA, gorgeous, yeah. like mm-hmm. just fantastic video game experience. But like that expectations of like. I don't know, it's in that tier of like Zelda games where if it's anything other than mm-hmm. just absolutely mind-blowing, people are like, eh. Yeah. Well, I think that's a rule that goes back as, as long as there have been Batman media properties in general. If you're going to include a Batmobile, don't screw it up. Yeah. Better to leave it out than mess it up. I do think that, that in a vacuum, that is an incredible video game. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't exist in a vacuum. It exists on the backs of you know everyone's expectations for it, and it didn't really deliver on Also those. on the back of a atrocious PC debacle. Yeah. Um, and we yeah. can't forget that either. Yeah. I am excited about those remakes, yeah. They're just great candidates well, to be remade, too. They were leaked this week. Were they ever f- uh, officially confirmed by Warner Brothers? This, uh, the the no. Return to Arkham collection? I thought, I I thought it was supposed to like, uh, be announced this week. But supposedly it's going to be out June 10th. The Friday before E3. Hmm. Oh, so uh, it includes all the downloadable content and improved visuals, hmm. if the leaks are to be believed. Cool. And then improved visuals again in the fall for PlayStation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Second round of those improved visuals. Well, speaking of game leaks, game leaks. What about that Red Dead Redemption prequel? Whew. Red Dead Redemption Two, which is actually a prequel. Can't wait. Really, Red Dead Revolver. You can't really go into the future. Right. Of the you know, I mean, Red, the, West, the West has to. <laughs> Red Dead was already kind of point. about the end of the cowboy and the end of that era, yeah. so they <laughs> kind of had no choice but to go earlier. Uh, yeah, this week uh, a map, uh, an artist supposedly working on the game posted a map for the game online. You yeah. think he got in big trouble? Maybe he's not even working on the game Busted. anymore. Maybe he was just like a contractor. And, I know. didn't get to. I didn't get a good look at the map. Mm. I'm kind uh, of trying to withhold. Uh, one of the interesting things about the map is there's lots of water on yeah. the map, which would suggest. Maybe you're traversing water. Maybe you're getting in a boat, getting well, in a raft, and going down. Three, you got, you got Assassin's Creed Four Cowboy Edition. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I mean, Red Dead was so so good. Just one of those revelatory. Like, I think expectations for it were high because it was Rockstar, although it was a separate team from the GTA team. But still, you know, San Diego has an incredible reputation. I don't think has ever made a bad game. Um, but it, it, you know, unlike Batman, that's a game that had very high expectations and even exceeded them. And I also think Red Dead's interesting because that game came out, everybody loved it, but I feel like it's one of those rare games that its esteem has grown over yeah, time. I think. I think at launch, people are like, yeah, this is really good. And then at the end of the generation, people are kind of surprised Probably to find, like, the best game yeah, of the this generation. is one of the best games I, of the generation. I cannot think of a video game I'm more excited to hear announced than a second Red Dead. Yeah. Uh, I, I absolutely adored just about everything about that game, even the slower parts that frustrated some people. I actually kind of, they fit the tone of a spaghetti western in a way I really enjoyed. That was a game where I, I went and I went, 
It's like, man, I'd love if there were a Lamont revolver in this game. And there was a Lamont revolver. I'm an Old West like junkie. I'm just like, somebody dug and cared and they understood Sergio Leone and they understood history and they understood good storytelling and, and melodrama and they just wrapped it all up. It, it is a marvelous experience. Also had really good, uh, really good expansion. One of the best expansions. Yeah. Oh, Undead Zombie? Nightmare? Undead yeah. Nightmare. Probably. It's so good, I and they risk it as a standalone game too, yeah. because it's just like it modifies that map so much. It's really the only DLC. I think that's the best DLC I've ever played. It very well, could be. I think it was also like ten bucks too, or maybe twenty. But either way, I mean, it was a steal for what you got. Um, and lined up for the Halloween season. We really cool. Yeah, I mean, and again, with Zolver, the game's not even been announced. But if that is what San Diego's been working on all this time, this game is also many, many years coming. You yeah. know, a giant, massive, crazy, talented team. Allowed to work on something for years and years and years, like yeah, that definitely sends like hype levels through the roof. I I, uh, I wandered around. I remember just playing playing poker for days, just just yeah. because you could. I didn't need to, but it was so much fun. Such an immersive game. Wait for the four K version. Hogtie a nun and put her on the railroad tracks. The you know, version. I never actually did yeah. that. You get an achievement for it. Yeah, I know, but I didn't care about achievements, mm -hmm. and I was I was a good guy. Rockstar does not generally attend E3, so I wonder. I wonder when this game would could be announced. Yeah. yeah. You know what I really like? Just side note: treasure maps in that game. Yeah. Yeah. How oh, yeah. it uh, showed yeah. you just a drawing and it's no a, other. It was clues. A, there were puzzles. Yeah. And it was like you would you just keep them all in your brain. You'd be like, okay, there is a rock formation somewhere with mm -hmm. like a hangman's noose. Yeah. And like, am I ever gonna find? And you did eventually find them. Yeah. It was really neat. Also, so cool. Lots of cougars jumped on you. Yeah. yeah. That did happen. Bigfoot. Just the one Bigfoot, though. One of the first games it turned out not to be Bigfoot. One of the first games <laughs> I know of that had the like the hunting and the like oh, butchering yeah. like mm -hmm. aspect yeah, and scratch, animation. Like scratch. they do that all the time in like Far Cry now, but with like and the one Raider? video line that he yeah. would just say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The blood splatters on the screen. That was like yeah. the first time. I and the different desert environments were <clears throat> handled really well. I'm, I'm from the Southwest, and uh, mm -hmm. there's several different types of desert. And uh, the one I would just had moved out here uh, when that game came out uh, to California, and I really missed the Sonoran Desert when I saw mm -hmm. it, like the saguaro cactus and stuff. And the Mexican desert looked really different across the Rio Grande. Yeah. It was like very white and with uh, different types of cactus. I just love probably that. probably the best skybox in clouds. In oh games. man, hmm. yeah. And then there's like the Monument Valley area. Which is just gorgeous. Guys, we just really love Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> I want that to get a remake. It's a prequel. You think you're like a young John Marston, or maybe yeah. maybe you're just a different character. I think you got to be a different character because John Marston <coughs> was a bad guy. Well, there's so many well, different. Yeah, there's so bad many bad guy with a he uh, eventually he had a yeah, but he, heart. I know, no, no, but that's so what he wasn't Red Dead all bad. But before Redemption, he was just a bandit. I think oh, you're gonna oh. be a lady. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a possibility. Yeah, Westerns have kind of subgenres. The Old West was not a great place for women. The rumor is uh, that you're half Native American. Oh, that'd mm. be interesting. There you uh, go. Work out, yeah. So let's wonder which tribe. You could be a, a, a tough Native American lady. <laughs> you could. There was a, a who's the Annie Oakley? Oh, there was Annie Oakley. Yeah. There, there's, uh, there's there's ton, there are many prominent women prominent in the Old West. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Annie Oakley could, people say she could shoot like the pips out of a playing card with a handgun. Like just an absolutely amazing shot. You need to say that like John Marston. Yeah, so. People say she could shoot the pips out of a it. playing card. And then, <laughs> Calamity Jane, the hero of the plane, <clears throat> other people like that. Yeah. Bring me Javier Escuela. <laughs> what a great character that was. Oh, Marston's so funny. Yeah. He's just so grizzled and crappy looking. He's really good. <laughs> 
okay, one more uh, news update this week. GameStop has announced its publishing label is called Game Trust. We knew they had announced before they were getting to the game publishing mm-hmm. game. Yeah, yeah we cool. scooped this before. We know we knew that they were publishing Insomniac's game Song of the Deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they also announced they'll be publishing the next games from Frozen Byte, the developer of Trine, mm. the developer of The Order, 1886. Uh, Ready at Dawn and Deadlight. The game mm. Deadlight, their developer Tequila Works, their new game will be coming from GameStop. So interesting. GameStop is like really, it's, they're really serious about publishing games, and I bet that really scares traditional. No publishers. retail games, though, right? They're going to have an online uh, presence, and their in their quote from uh, GameStop is, "They will invest exclusive real estate within its online and physical stores." Smart, smart move on their part. Uh, unlike uh, unlike Blockbuster, who kind of stuck its head in the sand when that when uh, Netflix yeah. came along, it looks like they're trying to adapt. With you know, they see what's coming. They see how retail is changing. They're seeing how the games business is changing, and they're embracing the parts of it that work. I have no idea if this is going to turn out well for them, but it's a smart play. Uh, if they handle it well, this could turn out good. Why aren't digital game rentals more ubiquitous? Like, there's solutions on PS4, for sure. Like, I'm not saying you can't do it, but it should be, like, Netflix for games. Just do it. Like, people mm-hmm. have tried, and it's never really worked. Like, Netflix all... streaming for games. Yeah, like, I haven't bought a movie. Well, I bought Star Wars. Before I bought Force Awakens, I had not bought a movie in years because I just, you know, we rent them or mm-hmm. we watch them on Netflix or whatever. I, mean, I think Games is Gold and PS Plus are doing that really well. Yeah, but, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like, I feel it's like... they limit the, you don't, the you selection. Don't like, yeah, why yeah. can't I give someone five, do- five bucks usually. and play Dark Souls for two days? Well, there, there are technical issues yeah. around that. One of them is that games, unlike movies, you know, you could start watching a movie with streaming data from sure. the beginning. That's true. A game, you need to have all the code there before you can start unless the game's mm-hmm. been designed for streaming in the first right. place. That's one of the problems, I think. Is, yeah, is that makes sense. It's a big download. Yeah. yeah, how'd you get here? We're talking about GameStop publishing games. Oh, because <laughs> well, he was talking about them future-proofing their business and being smart mm. about... Sorry, I guess that was kind of a leap on my part. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we can get back to the publishing. <laughs> I was just thinking about, like, GameStop, what are they going to do in 10 or 20 years? Like, they have to figure out digital game rentals. That's where my head was at. I, I mm-hmm. like going to GameStop. I, oh, I just, man. Yeah, I, no. I walk in and just wander just around like, sometimes. Yeah. I, I talk to people and listen and oh, just try I, to get a feel for what they're there I always knew you were that guy. What's that? <laughs> like, you were the guy, if you're working behind the counter, it's like, oh, this guy's going to come in and talk forever. No, no, I don't do that. I, I just... just you just said, I like to walk around. around. Yeah, I want Someone picks something up off the shelf. You don't want that, miss. No, yeah. I don't do that. I just find out what people are shopping I, for and try to get a feel. I, I, go to, I go to big box stores every now and then for the same reason. Oh my just God. hang around in the game sections and see what people are playing on the demo kiosks. So. That sounds terrible. Really? That sounds like the last thing I would ever want to do. But I want to know what people are... You I know, knew it, though. We I live, knew it. We live <laughs> in a world where the people who watch GameScoop, the people who download it, most of they are hardcore into games. But then there's a whole other strata of gamer that are just trying to buy something for their kids or buy the one of the two two or three games they're going to buy that year. And I want to know what they're interested in, too. And those are good places okay, to well, do Okay, well, I don't think store lurking is a good way to do that. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Jared pops out from around the corner. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> boy! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello, do you like Mario? <laughs> I have a lot of great memories of going to game stores as a kid. Uh, to Babbage's, to Funko Land. Yeah, uh, who popped out at you? Electronics Boutique. But I don't enjoy going to GameStop no. today. Yeah. Uh, the only uh, one that's GameStop. near the way I get to work and everything is like on Market, which if you have been to San Francisco, you know it's a it's a big uh, consumer thoroughfare with like, well, like off a of it is like Pal and stuff. Yeah, uh, Pal Street, which is like the trolley turnaround. Like that area is like really uh, for people out of town shopping. Mm-hmm. But that GameStop is really sparse and weird. Mm-hmm. See, I live in the suburbs, so there's still strip malls that are thriving mm-hmm. out there, and there's a GameStop yeah. fairly near my house. Yeah. So I just go wander in this kind of the neighborhood store. But when I picked up my Wii U. No line. No Just kidding. Walked in. 
Picked wow. it up, paid for it. I was the only person there. So why do you morning. think traditional game wow. publishers are going to be really scared of GameStop getting into the publishing? I think GameStop will give the games it's publishing uh, the best uh, retail space in its store. Or they could. Sure. So now, uh, at least GameStop has a, a, a greater incentive to feature their own games, the mm -hmm. games that they're publishing. Yeah. Rather yeah. than games that are being published by Square Enix or I wonder if there's any weirdness. Capcom. We don't need to get into this too much, but it just popped into my head. I wonder if that's weird for Game Informer. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't thought about that. They yeah, be able to ethically cover those games. For reviewing those games, yeah. Uh, the other weird thing about them publishing the Order developer, the Ready at Dawn's next game, yeah. is that seems to imply that Ready at Dawn is not making the Order 2, because that's a Sony property. Well, also, the Order was a big AAA like, right. console release. Uh, the other games from like Trine, uh, Deadlights are just, they're smaller. Yeah, I think these are small games. downloadable games. I don't think they're going to be in re GameStop. I mean, that does, I'm just saying, reading between the lines, that seems to imply that the status of that, fran the Order franchise, well, like we just, it seems to imply that Ready Dawn's not making the Order 2 because they're not working with Sony on it. Yeah. That's all. I think it could be like a four person team spin off or something. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Sure, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it could be. And actually, I do believe that even though these are downloadable games, you'll probably see disc versions of them uh, in GameStop. Oh, so I agree with that. It? Yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe even GameStop wants to do like a bundle. Well, but so here's weird. If they make a physical version of a game, will it be a GameStop exclusive, or will a GameStop published game be sold in Amazon? Like surely or that publishing it, division yeah. wants to make as much money as they can. Or like this new game from from Ready to Dawn. Can you can I just download it on my PS4? Yeah. No, it's published by GameStop. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, Publishers I'm, just handle PR yeah. and packaging and stuff like that. But that's know? what, like, if they made the game, like, they don't want they don't want Target they selling that game, yeah. but maybe they do. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but there's been an exclusive Nintendo over the years has occasionally done. <laughs> wasn't it like Chibi Robo on the DS? You could only buy at Walmart or at the GameCube. Yeah, maybe? they do. They do exclusive. They've done. They've done some stuff like that in yeah. the past, and there was a yeah. GameStop exclusive as well. Toys um, R Us Zeno, exclusive. Uh, always, they, those were usually so bad. I remember yeah. Xenoblade was a GameStop exclusive. Yeah, yeah that's so right. There's a precedent. In the but then I feel like that's never great for the games. It's great for the games. It's true. Yeah. It's game great for the retailer. I just don't think this will affect gamers or people that play games at all. Hmm. Because they're just going to buy a game whether they like it or not. So yeah. it's an interesting thing. As long as they can still access it conveniently. Right? Yeah. I don't think GameStop's like shaking up publishing by doing mm -hmm. this. They're just another publisher now. I think it's smart. Five years later, we're going to sit here. Remember when GameStop shook up publishing? Right, maybe. <laughs> uh, it's good for a company that has a lot of money and resources to fund indie games. That's awesome. Maybe yeah. instead of Game Trust, they should have called themselves just another publisher. Yeah. Perhaps. Okay. Anyway, video game 20 questions. We have an email yes. this week from a great American hero. Francisco oh. Alvarez the oh. Third. What's up, Francisco? Big Tony style. Says hello, Damon Hatfield, Justin Davis, and friends. Yeah. I listen to GameScoop like. every week on my way to and from work, and my favorite segment is video game twenty questions. Mm -hmm. I wanted to submit a game, but did want not want to submit one that has already been used, but I couldn't remember all of them. I searched to see if there was a list or a wiki somewhere, could not find one. Then I found that the first episode to feature video game twenty questions was on April twenty fourth, twenty fifteen. So almost a year old. Mm -hmm. Wow. Episode 341. So I decided to create a wiki myself to coincide with the anniversary. I edited this wiki. Mm -hmm. Did you? Yes. Did you make any corrections? No, no I just added some flavor text. Nice. Oh, nicely <laughs> so done. Looked fine. I added some links so to get between things better. Yeah, the, uh, see, the, if you want to check this out yourselves, it's IGN.com slash wikis slash IGN dash podcast slash video game underscore game underscore 20 underscore questions. <laughs> But I linked to it on my Twitter again. If you just go to my Twitter, Dan yeah. Zero, you can find it there. There we go. Uh, so, 
The Video Game 20 Questions wiki includes episodes, episode numbers, date, participants, the game, the whether or not it was a win or loss, and how many questions were asked. Mm -hmm. Uh, while creating the wiki and watching the episodes, I came across what may be considered some video game 20 questions, fun facts, and tidbits. Ooh, fun ooh facts. exciting. Yeah. <clears throat> I like this guy already. Number one, the first two episodes, 341 and 342, each panelist had their own game to name. Yep. Oh, yeah. It became a team effort due to time. It right. Was, it was running too long doing game Wait, for each how did that work? Like, so, I would, Justin I had his own game that he had 20 questions to guess. After him, we'd move on to Jared. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That's quite a segment. It's a much better way to do it this way. In episode 350, on the 20th question, each panelist got to pick a game with Brian Altano getting the correct answer, which was Castle Crashers. Ooh. I guess they, it wasn't clear, by the 20th question, it wasn't clear what the game was, so each person guessed a different mm. game. That's how it worked. Oh, fascinating. <laughs> uh, with the exception of the episodes just mentioned, the panelists have so far won 34 out of 40, so they have 85% win rate. That's Ooh. great. That's a yeah. B. Nice. That's yeah. a solid B, I'll take yeah. it. It's great. <laughs> uh, in episode 351 is the only time the panelists lost without using the 20th question. The game was StarCraft. <laughs> Mitch Dyer mentioned it at least a couple times, but did not ask. He must have guessed something else. Oh, oh wow. Weird. Yeah. So he said, okay, we're going to end it, and I'm going to guess the yeah, wrong thing. Yeah, and then he guessed the wrong thing. Oh! <laughs> That's brutal. I didn't know that was possible. I like this fun fact. If you, For those that only listen to the show, like myself, Mr. Hatfield keeps question count by using his fingers. <laughs> I did not know. Because <laughs> he only listens to the show. That's great. So people don't know that That's I'm holding out my fingers all the time. That's yeah. great. Audio only. Justin Davis is the 20 questions champ. He has the fastest win. Episode 342, guessing seven questions. Mike Tyson's punch out. Oh, I remember that episode. Yeah. You have the highest participation. You've been in 86% of all rounds. That's a great You have the most wins, yeah. 31 out of 37. Yes. Always sits next to Damon. Yep. Except for episode 366, where he sat between Ryan McCaffrey and Sam Claiborne. No, I didn't Good care point. for that. Why would you? Why, oh yeah, you just. I didn't care for that one bit. I tried to get him to move, and he wouldn't. Uh, Ryan knows where he wants to sit. Yeah. Episode 347 was the first where a game was written in by a listener. The game a listener was Matt. The game was SOCOM. 348, the new rule began of when a game was guessed incorrectly in the game, and the panelists would lose. Ooh. There have been two instances of using the same game in two different episodes. There are Mass Effect 2 and Gyromite. What? Yeah, we've used Gyromite twice. Get it together. You can consult this wiki now when you're yeah. using the new games. And there are, are some nail biters. There's All right, so first we should always ask, is it Gyromite yeah. or Mass Effect 2? Because <laughs> we have a good chance of ending the game in one question. It's true. We do. Some nail biters have been, uh, there have been four wins on the 20th question, five wins on the 19th question, three wins on the 18th question. That's great. Yeah. And the little guys, out of a total of 47 games, there have been only two handheld games, Pokemon Red and Blue and Advance Wars. Pokemon was tough. And there have only been four downloadable games, Fat Princess, World of Goo, Castle Crashers, and Shovel Knight. Ooh, okay. So. Seven questions. Fantastic. I remember getting punch out in seven questions, because that's when you were still picking the games, and mm -hmm. I was playing Damon. Yeah. I wasn't playing the game. I said. Yeah, that's why I thought. What it's better what to have the listeners. Do? It's better to have the listeners. Uh, did Francisco? Submit, or else it's just gonna be Disguise One, Disguise Two, Disguise Three. <laughs> now, did Francisco? Oh, sorry. Well, did Francisco Alvarez the third submit a game? He did submit a game. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad right that he that right in. But he says, "I'll be updating the wiki every week. The hard part is done." <laughs> It's true. Now, what about the story of this lost episode you and I were talking it's about? Not, you keep calling it that. Yeah. It's not a lost episode. So where is it we then? Why isn't it on the wiki? It's just an audio-only episode. It's so a, if you subscribe to the GameScoop podcast feed yeah. in iTunes, okay. you so the, have this episode. But it's not but lost. He said, but he said he only listens, but the Beyond Oasis episode's not on there. You know what, Jared? Well, call I, the cops. It's I'm fine. This is a question for Francisco he Alvarez. He put in so much work. I'm not criticizing. I was on the wiki, and it's great. 
Yeah, yeah it's, it's fantastic. Are you that saying that in one of the columns it says lost episode? Uh, no, what I'm saying is that there's a Beyond Oasis episode that's not on the list yet, and I'm trying to figure out uh, how it got missed. That's all. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, Francisco has submitted his own game. Let the <laughs> questioning begin. Whoa, jeez. <laughs> Uh, do you play as a human? Yeah. Um, yes. Well, yes, yes, you do. Was this game released after January 1st, 2000? Yes. I'm stuck on the human thing. <laughs> uh, before, what, what was it? Sorry. After you, January 1st, You definitely 2000. play as a human. It's a 21st century game. Oh, I'm out. Was, <laughs> wait, I, I, sorry, I, I wasn't making, I was still stuck on the human thing, too. After January 1st, a- 2000. After yeah. 2000. Yeah. Okay, uh, are you are you inside some kind of vehicle or apparatus of some kind? No. Is this game associated with consoles? Yes. Associated with con? Just ask. <laughs> well, I, I, what do you want me to ask? Is it on a console? Well, that's what I asked. No, it's. <laughs> it's just okay. part of the uh, the uh, the you know PlayStation Two era console generation. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, is this game three D? No. Uh, is this game part of the previous console generation? No. Okay, so it's contemporary then. Yeah, wow. A contemporary 2D game where you mostly play as a person. You definitely play as a person. Sorry, okay. sorry I hesitated. A contemporary game where you play as a contemporary 2D game where you play as a person. Yeah. Uh, was this a downloadable game? Uh, not exclusively. Not exclusively. Was it an exclusive on a platform? Yes. Ooh, there we go. Is this a... Is this a handheld game? No. Is this a Nintendo That is game? 10. Question number 11, is it a Nintendo game? Yes. Okay. So it's a what? So that makes it a Wii U game, right? Uh, almost certainly. Yeah. Is it a Wii U game? Yes. Sounds like it's a... Uh, Wait, 2D... Sounds like it's Mario Maker or Wind Waker. No, it's 2D. Okay, it can still be Mario Maker or Wind Waker. Wind Waker is I mean, 3D. I guess you can call Wind Waker 3D. Wind Waker is totally 3D. I feel like it's a drawn... I would think of that as a 3D game. I guess so. 3D. That I would have sense. considered Wind Waker yeah. 3D. Uh, do you, do you, do <laughs> I'm trying to think about a smarter way to narrow this down. Um, well, okay, was this game made by Nintendo? You, Developed by Nintendo? Yes. Okay. We didn't already ask that. Okay, yes. So uh, it's pro- yeah, I, I, do you construct levels in this game? Yes. There we go. Cool. Is it Mario Maker? It's Starcraft. It's 15. <laughs> It is Mario Maker. Woo! Yeah, I had to think like, yeah, you you play as a human, you play as you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I guess wow, that's, that's a little weird. That is a little that's weird. Deep. Yeah. yeah. You end then, up playing as Mario, and Mario's a human. Yeah, but he's a plumber. Is then you're hand, playing, though. you're playing your own construct, and then I thought the hand could also be a cat paw. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> can be a cat. It's real, that's just an avatar for you. You're the really, you're the person playing the this game and building. The hand could be a cat paw. Yeah, well, human can. is technically the person playing every game. I guess we need to specify in future twenty questions: Is your character a human? And that would make it even harder for you. Do you have a character? What about Tetris? Yeah, you who, are are you? Character. who are you in Tetris? Ooh, yeah. that's a good point. You are the hand of God in Tetris. Yeah. Russian God. Well, Russian God. Thank you very much for building this wiki, Francisco. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we'd well, like very, to help cool. you with it. Please put those facts uh, in the top nav section of that wiki because mm. I think those facts are really cool. Yeah, yeah that's really flattering. Awesome. It's, it's really cool that you did that. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Very cool. Uh, that is all the scoops we have for you this week. I'm going to be in PAX East this weekend, so if you were there, you're required to come and say hi. I look forward to uh, seeing a bunch of you and uh, hanging out. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Sam. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop and Round.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.